this is a this is a huge I think investment in my business and in my journey is like doing this stuff, having these conversations. I get so much value out of the relationships from good uh, business guys that have a lot of integrity and are smart and not just have huge bank accounts because I think that's the the most difficult part of the entire thing is to have like lasting relationships and create a bank account. And I think with both of those things like put together, you can live a pretty great life. Welcome back to the Tourism Titans, the king of tourism, the king of kayaks. Is that is that carry over? God, who set you up as that? Kevin, the king I of kayaks? No I have That's no idea. That's a terrible name. <laughs> My name's Steve. I am the owner of Amp Agency and Vegas Jeep Tours based out of Vegas here. We've got Kevin O'Neill. King swinging dick of Destiny Watersports in Destin, Florida. Bro, like you do my marketing and you fucking like still fuck up the name of my company. It's so annoying, <laughs> like Destiny Watersports. It's not I the name did of I my say shit. sports? Yeah, you always say it. And it fucking irritates me, dude. Well, why don't we start over? <laughs> no, it's too late. Like, let it go down in fucking history. Maybe if we record it, you'll fucking remember that it's Destiny Water. Adventures. I want to almost play it back. I wish I could almost play it back because I feel like I didn't say sports, but maybe I did. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> me. And then we've got Andy, CEO of Seaforth Boat Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, I'm just fucking with you guys. How are you guys today? Fantastic. Man, I'm doing absolutely splendid, man. Kevin, are you mad now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? No, I'm 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 fucking good, dude. I'm actually like reveling in my whole thing right now, dude. I didn't plan this, and I'm like, man, it looks good. This is, I mean, it was nice. You got the American like flag. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. American flag, like decked out in camo. I like. Wow. That. I, uh, you weren't on in time because you would have laughed with me, Kevin. But Andy's uh, grandfather clock went off, and I'm like, that's what early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> <on play." laughs> I gotta turn that off. Hold on, don't go away. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Nothing like dun 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 dun. <laughs> and a big red phone back there. <laughs> so when fucking when Gotham's fucking dark night. They can reach out to fucking Andy. What's up with that? Uh do you do you, <laughs> can you hear us, Andy? No, no, yeah, 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 no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm um, prepared. Do you still pay for uh home telephone service? Uh no, I don't. I get it just, for free. <laughs> I have it. Okay, I do. But I have to have it because I have an alarm system. And it that's what the alarm system runs through. I don't actually have a telephone that rings. So Do the cops call you on that red phone? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You are being broken into. I can't. <laughs> help, help. He's like, oh I just got to be careful if I get up too fast because I don't want to set off my life alert. Uh, <laughs> fucking Wait, life alert going off and phones ringing and fucking grandfather <laughs> clocks dinging in the background. Like, you know what? You, okay? you fuckers wish that you had the age and wisdom that I have accumulated. So, you know. Listen, I, 
it's like nothing, dude. Like I would be fine if you didn't have a grandfather clock in the background and a fucking red, like hardwired landline phone behind you. The phone is not hooked up. It's just for looks. And I have been embarrassed about that. I forgot. I generally try and position the camera so you can't see the fucking for clock. for looks. Fire your interior decorator. Doesn't that make you, that makes me laugh too? It's funny when you go through like you know when you're looking at a house and you go walk through a house and they put in that intercom system that they thought was going to be revolutionary right, right, and it's right. like the oldest intercom system you've ever seen in your entire life you're like right that didn't age that well did it no well, you got that has a built-in uh countertop mixer that doesn't work you know and it's been sure. and stuck in your counter yeah but that phone is just a decoration it's uh it's got a little sentimental does, value but we're not going to go there you know what i'm saying okay. All right. does anybody All right. even have a doorbell anymore do you let people ring doorbells? We yeah, still have a doorbell. I feel like we still have a doorbell. I we have a ring, but yeah, no, we have I, a ring. I yeah. tend to think some of that stuff just becomes like almost annoying. I mean, maybe this will lead us down a little bit of our conversation. We got a couple of things we're going to powwow about today. But do you not find now that now you have so much access to technology that you almost ignore it because you're just on notification overload? For sure. Yeah, like when I go to call you, Steve, and it's like. Please listen to this Verizon ringback tone while the party you're trying to reach is being located. And then it's fucking Da Rude Sandstorm. <laughs> and then I answer, you know, I'm actually at that point, I just hope you don't answer just so I can listen to Da Rude Sandstorm. Fucking. And, and, and then I pick up on my, ra- you know, on my Motorola Razor. <laughs> We're probably going to get the podcast shut down now for copyright infringement. Yeah, oh, because yeah. So yeah, that close. is like fucking like, Andy. So out of the loop, he's like Sandstorm. He's like, what's that? Like that was a song from way before your time 30 years ago. I have uh, my iPad here to look up references for shit that I don't understand. I'm staying with you guys today. And he's got he's got his own Jamie from Andy, like Joe Andy Rogan. called me yesterday to talk about like he wanted to understand the context of why we would be wearing a thong in Florida. <laughs> I I sort of get it, but I'm sort of disturbed. So I'm just gonna let that go. Although I did think the topic today would be good, you know, boxers, briefs, or the uh, or the other alternative, you know, I, I don't know. So in Key in Key West, there's actually it's a a holiday every Tuesday is two two Tuesday, Andy. So yeah. every day and every Tuesday in Key West, you can like go into work wearing a tutu, and yeah. it's like so it's socially acceptable. So the thing is, is like so Steve's dragging me to this like fucking like dance music festival, and like. And I'm going, but I'm like, let's get in the fucking spirit of this thing, right? Like, if we're going to do it, like, let's fucking do it, man. Like, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like, let's get fucking festive, dude. I don't care if, if, if it's, I like, I, like, I tried to explain to you via text. It's like Studio 54 type shit. Right, right, right. right. So it's like, let's, like, let's, let's get fucking, like, like gay. But, but not <laughs> like gay as in homosexual, gay as in, like, yeah, marrying. Yeah, right, right. You know what yeah, I mean? Let's like, get marrying gay. I, I get it. I get it. Feather, feather boas, feather boas, and fuck. So like, I'm seeing his five, and I'm raising him ten. And frankly, he's being a bitch about every aspect. <laughs> I kind of am. It's true. I kind of am. I'm. I'm kind of like, okay, that's a lot. I don't know if I'm right. for that. He, he's no. like, oh no, I'm gonna wear fucking Gucci and gold rim sunglasses. I didn't say like, that. No, here. Stop that. I didn't say that. What are you gonna wear? I'm wearing. Oh, I wear shorts and a jersey 
Like that's what I wear. I it's you're missing a piece. You're definitely missing a piece. I of have accoutrement. I have a scarf that I've taken when it is cold <laughs> with shorts and a jersey. Get out of here, you affected fucking. Get a stop. Just stop. Oh, I'm, I'm freezing my balls off in my shorts and jersey. Let me put on a scarf. <laughs> I think if you're going to go, you got to go all in. You can't wear shorts and a jersey and look like you're going to a fucking Packers game. Like, it just doesn't thank, make sense. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Sounds, look at him. Dead fucking quiet. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got nothing to say because he knows it's true. So I'm probably not going to wear a thong. Probably not going to wear a thong. No, he's he's too cool. See, so, so, like, let's actually let's do a different episode. Like, let's go back in time on Steve and like see, like, I because I kind of don't feel like I feel like maybe you were picked on as a child. Like, you weren't really cool. No, no not the case. Because he's got like a, on right now. I am picked on right now. He's got a fucking just squishy, squishy fucking face. <laughs> wow! Wow! I think we're better off doing these in the afternoon. Somebody is definitely not a morning guy. Like he's pretty, pretty. Anyway, yeah. I think this is a good segue into some of the things I was thinking about, and that is like regrets and, and looking back at your career. So I was talking with Steve yesterday. Regret joining this podcast. Well, I might be saying that later on. No, so I was talking to Steve yesterday. And he was saying he, he went out on the land and made a huge hire, maybe the biggest hire in, in his career, right? It comes with a lot of risk. Is. You know, so it comes with a lot of risk. Obviously, it, it's not a commission-only position. You're putting out some money. But I, I think that that's a great move. Like, And I think about regrets that I have, looking back at things I've done. I There's only things that I regret are things that I didn't do. Mistakes can be fixed. Things that you don't do can't be fixed right you can't go back and do it it's too fucking late so i think that that's true a big move. yeah i mean i'm you know i'm still shitting myself about it a little bit but i think if you know we're going to take amp to where i want amp to go it was going to be something i wasn't going to be able to do on my own and i'm pretty excited about what it looks like for the future of amp but you're 100 correct to to say it doesn't somewhat make me nervous or scare me absolutely and you know, it's also very challenging, like in this, in that, in the sense of like bringing her on, of like giving over. I hate, I'm not really giving her keys to the kingdom, but I am giving her, you know, I'm going to have to let go of some things that I am used to doing. So it's going to be, it's going to be a big change. It's going to be good, though. I, I think that's great, too. And I found that the more I let people do, there's people that can actually do shit better than me. You know, that's the best thing that I find is that there's people that are better at a lot of the things that I do than me. And then you get the, that's how you grow. You know, you can't do everything and you can't be the expert. For sure. For sure. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about what this looks like. It'll be a lot of, a lot of change, but it'll be good. But to your point of like regret, I, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. I'm trying to think about like what in my past, I probably have regrets on how it's played out. Kevin and I kind of talked about this the other day about like stressors or what, and and maybe this is just because this is where my head is going. I don't know that it's been a, in a very long time that I've had a lot of what I would call like work stress or things about like work that has like made me like, fuck, I can't sleep tonight. Like, what am I going to do? Yada, yada, yada. I feel like all the stresses I've had in my life have always revolved around some level of relationship or, yeah, I'm kind of taking this off in a different direction. So I'm going to let Kevin chime in here. 
What? Yeah. I, why did you just stop? Like, I was like 100% invested in what you were saying. Yeah. Like, Let's let no, Kevin I, jump in. Uh, no, in no, your no. relationship or? No. Okay. So my, my apologies on that. I mean, I just, so where I found a lot of like, you know, the regrets and decision makings and stuff like that has always been with, when you end up with a partner that's not on the same page as you and you're you know, trying to move something forward, you know, like in the early days, Andy, when you were building up, like there's probably a lot of days you had 12 and 14 hour days and you just couldn't be at home. Like you probably missed some birthdays. You probably missed a couple soccer games. And when you're with the wrong person that ends up, you know, that's a problem. It's like, Hey, you're missing out on this. You're missing out on that. You're not being a good dad. You're not being a good partner. And it's like, you're not doing this just for your own health. You're doing this so that we can have something better. I think that that's always been like, if we want to talk about regrets, that's probably regrets and, or the strife in my life has always been based around relationships, not about doing the work or not about pulling the trigger on something that's challenging. So, right. Yeah. And I think I, I also regret some of those 12 and 14 hour days, because if we do our job right, our job should be training people, not standing at the fucking counter, renting boats or not doing all that stuff. We, If you're a good businessman, all you're doing is training, training, training. You should also be telling, getting somebody to do that job that you're doing so that you can do something else. And I spent way too much time, you know, checking in customers and ringing up the cash register. But, and because of that, I did miss a couple birthday parties and a couple soccer games. That was, a, you know, that's a mistake. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I write, I read a lot, or I've read, I've read a lot. I, I stopped reading as much as I used to. What are you chuckling about? Just that blatant, like I read a lot. Well, yeah. So I just, well, yeah. So I just, I've read a lot of like biographies, and I've done the whole like all the like the business guru stuff and the videos, and I just tried to like really emulate everything that I listened that I read about and a lot smarter people than I. And then even to the last year and a half where I just kind of got forced into sort of retiring that idea that I had to do everything. It's funny because, and, and I've said this before, where like Steve breaks my balls because he's just like, yeah, you don't do anything. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't like fucking, I don't change the oil. I don't drive the boats. I don't answer the phones. I don't do any of that. And I used to do all of that. And I also realized that I could not scale if I did try to do all that stuff. Right. And, and, and again, we just started scale. Like, I mean, I've always scaled, but I scaled like out of control to where I was completely falling apart. Like I remember one time I was on a phone with a customer doing it was nine nine thirty at night and I was doing the gas run for the uh for the boats for the next morning and I was drinking a beer talking to customer doing the gas and fucking I had the gas was sitting in the the gas canister with the thing on and it had fucking like overflowed or whatever and it didn't <laughs> shut it off. It, like when it finally clicked or whatever, like it threw gas everywhere. And the gas like went in my fucking like my eyes and in my mouth. And I was like, I was like, ah, ah. And I fucking <laughs> grabbed the beer and I like tried to like fucking rinse it out. And then I realized that beer or gas had gone into the beer. And I was just like, ah, ah. and so I'm like, motherfucker. And so I ran into the gas station to go buy another beer because that would be my first, you know, that's my first that concern. Was I was like, man, I, 
I need another beer. And I, and I come back out, and the fucking gas pump is still running in the back of my Holy truck. Shit. And there's gas just fucking water falling out of the back of my gas truck. And I just fucking, like, look around, and there's just, it's like a lake of fucking gas. I just hang the fucking thing back up, jump in my truck, drive away, <laughs> gas pouring out of the fucking thing. Now, meanwhile, I'm probably, like, six pints in. So this like really attests to, because I was getting up at 5 a.m. And then I would start drinking at like 5 p.m. after doing breakdown for my trip and taking our last customers in. So I had those beers like ready to go on my last departure where I was taking my customers back to the docks. And then I had our, you know, we had a couple guys bringing in our final boats. I couldn't actually physically bring my boat rentals back because I was still running my trip. So it was like right before I met Steve is right when uh, Tammy got mm. pregnant with Atlas, my son. And I like everything just kind of got like put on hold. And then literally like a year later, I have a heart attack or whatever. And so I was forced into that sort of position. And then there was like, like a way station, an atrium, if you will, in my life where I was like, sort of still doing stuff, not doing stuff, transitioning. And now we're at a point to where I'm like, so I'd like to say like all the reading that I did, like sort of inspired that or fueled that idea of just paying the money out and letting somebody do it. But then I also had a lot of great mentors that paid people that might not necessarily know exactly what they're doing, but they learn how to do it. So a lot of our staff just like we all learn together and we all scale together. So I got really lucky because where we're currently at, we can still grow. I still have the team fractured into different parts that can do exactly what it is they need to do. Like right now we're training Isabella. She's sort of like my HR, my executive assistant, if you will. She does everything. But right now we're dead. Like we have no business going. So she's this every day. Like, so this morning she texted me. She's like, oh, I finally got YouTube shorts going. Awesome. Because we had been having a problem how to, because we were trying to, I was trying to figure out a way to get content out on Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, and TikTok without degrading. And I've been talking to Steve and talking to his team. So, you know, as it starts right now, I don't necessarily need to pay an in-house marketer like to the level that Steve has and pay them $60,000 a year or something like this. But I can... I can hire some, I can have somebody that works on my team that in the downtime, all they have to do is get the content, find the distribution platform that she wants to work. She can learn as she goes. You know what I mean? Um, the part I wonder about is when you look at a company like Fury that, you know, has grown or maybe not even grown, like they bought it. He came into it, put a, you know, jet ski manager, boat managers, HR, had everything in place. And to him, it's not even like to him, it's probably not even a passion business. This is an investment and he's going to launch a business and he's in other businesses and he probably owns a couple like Arby's and Anytime Fitness. And you know <laughs> what I mean? He, yeah. He owns some real estate and he owns a hodgepodge of stuff where Fury is just another entity in the mix where a lot of us are, I hate to say you, that owner operator becomes like a real thing because, you know, Let's say you're the small operator, you're making, you know, 300 grand a year in revenue, which to the outside world sounds, you know, like, okay, you're doing something, but you and I, all of us know that that's just not even enough to even scratch the fucking itch. Right. right. And the problem is, is like, 
some of those regrets, like where, you know, I guess we're talking about regrets of doing some of it ourselves or taking on too much ourselves. You know, when you're at that revenue numbers or you've in like your case, Andy, where you've got a lot of locations and you've got a lot of staff, you end up really being in the mix, regardless if you want to be in the mix as much, because otherwise your payroll is going to be through the fucking roof. And, you know, that money that's coming in, I mean, when you start paying out, okay, here's one guy that's making 50K and here's another that's making 70 and I'm going to pay an opera, you know, CEO or COO or something like that. They're going to pay 120. All of a sudden you're like, am I going to make more money because of this or am I just buying myself time? And maybe that's the right answer. Maybe all you should be doing is buying yourself time, but you know, it's two sides I mean, of the I, coin, I guess. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, like that's like the biggest, that's the biggest ROI. And I can, and I can tell you, and sometimes it's like, it's a little, right now it's super bad for us. <laughs> we don't have anything going out. So even in July, I've gotten to the point of where my phone obviously rings a lot more. March, April, May are my, t- is the time. But I was, from, from my from a personal standpoint, I was really strategic when I chose the location that I chose when I, when I came here, because I was like, man, there is three months of no business here. And I really wanted that because I did parasail like fucking 60, 70, 80 hours a week, Christmas morning, Thanksgiving night, every birthday, every day, fucking parasail water sports, seven days a week. So when I came here, I really wanted that. So now I'm like in a different kind of way station where I'm like, I have all of the time. I can put a couple hours into my business a week, but we can rinse and repeat. It's like Steve and I were talking about this the other day. You do something where you're like, okay, I can do this. And then it's gonna, I'm gonna put like a hundred grand into it or 90 grand. And the first year it, it might break even, you know, second year it might make 15 or 20 grand. And it just seems like, man, that doesn't seem that like interesting or fun. And it seems like a lot of a headache for not a lot of reward. So I'm, I'm, I'm very careful as to like what my next, my next moves are. And, and I don't, I don't think that like, I don't really have any regrets. I mean, I was like, I had a plan, I had a goal and I executed it. I would say my only regret was is not having a five to ten so i had a one to five year plan and now here i am and i'm like right, hey right. and now i'm like oh shit I, I didn't really think it was gonna work that well <laughs> <laughs> i thought it would take me like another two to three years to at least figure this out a little bit more and now i'm at a point where i'm like where to steve's point where i'm like okay do i want to be sort of like that small business private equity guy that starts getting his hands into a bunch of different things or, or is this the thing that I'm really good at that I really enjoy that I can execute over and over and over again and maybe get into some other stuff, parasail, but Andy, you, you know, mm. we, we all know the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all know that we all know the headaches of that world, but I have some inner things that are happening in the background that'll probably change that and create another five to 10 year plan because I don't know, man, it's, what I try, I try and think of things now I'm in my mid forties a little bit differently than I did my mid thirties. 
thanks to a friend, my buddy, Mike, who and he goes, he goes, man, Kev, you're just, he's like, you're just in a season. And I'd never really heard that, that turn of phrase before a season of life, because I'm such a, a fatalist. And, and, and I'm, I always think in terms of things like, oh man, this is going to be like this forever. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be like this forever. So now I'm just sort of like, well, I'm just sort of in a season right now. I'm in a, like a little bit of like a, a waypoint where it's like, I'm just kind of, trying to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like in, enjoy like, Hey man, you know, it's like not super chaotic. It's not super crazy, but, uh, I mean, I'm all about the listening to the experts as we, as we kind of like, cause like we, we were talking about idea episodes before we started this. It was like, man, like regrets and expertise and listening to people. And maybe if you listen to somebody, you wouldn't have the regret. And maybe that's where you're sort of going with that, Andy. I'm, I'm assuming where you bridge those two concepts together when we talked about what we were going to talk about today. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, you say you're in a season. What if, and and also regrets, so what if you didn't do your 80-hour-a-week parasail stuff? What if you had gone into it with with the mindset that you have now? Could you be where you are and not have done that? Could you have done I I bet you could have. You didn't need to work yourself into a fucking heart attack. I think, and I, and, and I mean, I did the same thing. I didn't have a heart attack, but you know, I had an ulcer too. Maybe, you know, you know, the check liver light might've come on a, co- a couple of times. But I think, I think that if you're going back, you could have done it without working 80 hours a week. No, because, and here's why, like we lived a great life there. We had a lot of fun. We got to go and do stuff as a family. I got, we spent money and we saved money. So I was able to start the, and maybe I could have, I I mean, not to say that I couldn't have, but yeah, man, I I don't like, I do. My wife will tell you opposite. Like she will, like, I do study the past. I'm like one of those people that I don't like to repeat past mistakes. So I don't have a ton of regrets. Right. I don't look back and go, man, I wish that wouldn't have happened. But also I do realize that it dictates like things that I do now. Steve and I earlier were talking about muscle memory. I'm like, well, I've stuck my hand in that fire enough times that I've been burned. So I'm like kind of like a little trepid around fire right now. So I definitely don't have regrets. I definitely do have a very strong connection to my past. Yeah, that's so great. That's perfect. I, I don't know if that's, you know, yeah, the right that, answer, yeah. the wrong answer. Yeah. No, I think there is no wrong answer. So, I mean, we're talking from, all of us are talking from a point of success. Have you ever failed at anything? Never. No. Andy, Andy, you've got some time. Yeah, you're just a winner. Just uh, (laughs) his excellence. Yeah, yeah. Andy, okay, so you've been in business a few years. What have you failed at? I have bought, you know, I, I went out and bought, six boats that I thought were just going to kill it. They were these little mini speed boats and we were going to try this mini speed boat thing. And there was a competitor that had the same thing and he wiped us off the map. Like we couldn't, you know, I couldn't make a nickel doing it. Anything that we did, he did better. So I failed in that. I think my biggest failure probably was my approach with having a partner. Like that cost me huge money. That was, can, can you elaborate a little bit? Like, uh, where was the failure in that? Was it in you? Was it in mindset? Was it in anything it was, you can give without being too much? No, no, no. So it was in not preparing and not 
documenting, not doing things the right way. So we did a lot of things on a handshake. We didn't delineate roles and responsibilities. We didn't delineate, you know, the upside of stuff. So I ended up doing the 80 hours a week and doing the line share sure. stuff. I had all the contacts. And as the business grew, he was the one that, that was ended up reaping the benefits of it. So the failure was not taking advantage of, of what I built and letting him reap the benefits. Yeah, I've got a, I mean, I have a partner story like that too. And I mean, it could be almost exactly the same. Like we didn't lay out clear expectations of what each one's responsibilities were. The work balance between us was just, you know, to your point, mine was 80%, his was 20. And all it does is breed resentment. Right. You know, so, uh, and, you know, and the funny thing is, is because now that I look back, I don't know if you ever watch like Shark Tank and think like, okay, Mark Cuban is going to come take, 40% of my company or whatever the number is, right? And he's going to put, he's going to write me a check for 200 grand, put 40, you know, take 40% of my company. Am I good with that? Knowing that Mark Cuban is, yes, he's going to bring some intrinsic value, right? It's Mark Cuban, whatever, but he's not going to work your business day to day. Like you're going to work your business day to day, no. but he's going to own a lot of it. Are you good with that? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And that's probably why I had a failure with the partner because I couldn't let him do that. Six, you know, <laughs> I, I had to be that guy. And that's why we're all sitting here. You have to be that guy. Kevin, could you do that? What's that? Mark Cuban comes up, says, hey, you know what, Kevin? I'm going to drop two million bucks in Destiny today, but I want 40% of the company. And, you know, I'm going to introduce you to some people. I'm probably going to get you in some other opportunities. But I own 40% of the company and you own still 60 or you, you know, you own your shares or whatever it is, but I own 40%. I'm not going to really show up on the docks. I'm not going to really do much, but here's 2 million bucks. I mean, I did it. Well, what'd you do? You know what'd what you I mean? do it again? I guess it depends on the business. It depends on the, the cash injection. It depends on the nature of the business at 40%. I mean, I guess it would all depend if like, if I was doing like, you know, if you're doing some kind of series A funding sure. for a startup of some sort and, you know, and, and we were, we were trying to raise 10, 15, $20 million, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Just all depends again on the series. Like, am I hiring coders? Well, like, sure, it, sure. It you're getting, you're getting way in the weeds. I'm, you know, like we're talking about the guy that's selling can <laughs> we're talking about the guy that's selling candles that goes into, you know, the shark tank or he makes some fucking weird goddamn snack for I, dogs. I would, I would do my, the business that I have with my partners again, like, the, because at the end of the day, like, I, as I said at the beginning, like, I got everything I wanted. Like, they drive me nuts, and I love them, but they're my brothers, and they're, and my family are here. You know what I mean? I would buy you into fucking Destiny Water Adventures if it meant that you were here, if it meant that every Christmas we spent together, every Thanksgiving we spent together, if it, like, if it meant that, and I do, like, you hear me bitch about those guys, but at the same point in time, like, we are going to have Thanksgiving together. And I'm like fucking Vin Diesel, dude, in Fast and the Furious, where like nothing is more important Jesus. to me than family. <laughs> Vin Diesel here. Uh, but but it is, and, and listen, and I and I will I will tell you because I grew up so emotionally bankrupt, and that everything I did before I moved to Key West was a, a total failure. I was living in in my girlfriend's parents' basement with a newborn. 
I was, I was doing piss poor at a job that I hated. I was a failed musician. I was a failed writer. Everything I had done was a failure. With the help of my friends and the, and the belief in, in, in a dream that I had from my wife and my family and them, I would not be where I am today. So I'm incredibly loyal when it comes to stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you cannot buy, money cannot buy a better, a better funeral than goodwill, honesty, and integrity. Dang. Wow. You're Fuck fucking it. deep, man. You're deep. God I, damn. I'm, I'm very impressed. You know, that's good. I, and I agree with that. Yeah, I know. You guys are like no. fucking, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk about thongs, and you're fucking going all, you know, philosophical. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's just how I feel. I'm gonna have to put that on a T-shirt, though. That's gonna be a lot of words. It's gonna make. It's gonna be a lot of words to put on a T-shirt. Well, I hey, I, like I told you, man. I, I was a failed writer. A you know failed. what I mean. I, I still did it. <laughs> but but yeah, man. Um, and, and and to that to that whole point, like listening to the experts, part of it. This is a this is a huge, I think, investment in in my business and in my journeys, like doing this stuff, having these conversations. Like I, I get, I get so much value out of the relationships from good uh, business guys that have a lot of integrity and are smart and not just have huge bank accounts, because I think that's the the most difficult part of the entire thing is to, to, is to have like lasting relationships and create a bank account. And I think with both of those things like put together, you can live a pretty great life. You have the money and the friendships and you're going to go. It's like, yeah, dude, I do not like EDM. Like I have, but I love that guy so much to go and spend a few days in Orlando with him. Like, like even listening to music that I don't particularly care for is, is the goal. Like, that's the goal. That's the fun. Like, we will have more laughs, and he will bust my balls, and I will bust his balls. And, and we couldn't do that if we didn't have businesses that could afford us the time, if we didn't have the success in the business to be able to afford the trip. And we definitely would not do it if we could not have the relationship to go and enjoy each other's time. And I think that whole mix of the entire thing is like worth 99.9% if you can make the damn thing big enough. I mean, Steve, like you and I embarking on a, on a business adventure together that I fucking like, I 100% needed you for not because like you possess any, I mean, you do possess a skill set. That's great. But I definitely could have taken the money, like shelled that shit out, had it made, it'd been more of a fucking nightmare for me and a headache. But at the same point in time, I would give up that equity and a good business idea for you and I to work together and be business partners on something. Like, I don't know if Mark Cuban was like a great guy and came over for Thanksgiving, then. (laughs) So there's the answer to your question, Steve. Yes, he would take it because he did take it. And there you go. Is that working? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I kind of understand his response. I, I kind of knew that was going to be his response anyways. You know, I, I think that tech space and like mom and pop startup that needs money is a different thing. But so without, you know, without going next level. So why do you think a lot of people fail? Why do people give up? I think people give up and people fail because 
they have this this sort of romantic idea that you know I love boats, I want to be in the boat business, or I love you know fill in the blank. I mean, no, no. any business. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Oh, no, no, any no. business. No, no. Why do businesses fail? Yep. Why do they, or why do people, I mean, businesses fail for a ton of reasons. Why do you think people give up on stuff? Why do you think that, I mean, do you not think that at any point there was probably days where your business would have failed and you could have like, you know, it's not every day you guys were crushing it. Obviously, Andy, you've been doing this for a minute. 2008 came, you probably for a minute were sitting there like, huh, nobody's ever going to rent a fucking boat again. Oh, absolutely. There's been a lot of times that, that my back has been up against the wall and and we didn't fail because that's what set me and and other entrepreneurs apart. When your back's up against the wall, that's when you're at your best. That's when you come up with these crazy ideas that are going to make it work. This is when you do put in those eighty hour day, eighty hour weeks. This is when you do spend all night up trying to figure it out, and that's how you're successful. And I've had a lot of those moments throughout my you know long industrial incredible journey 2008 what do you do and that's actually why i got rid of the partner because i knew i saw i mean i wasn't this great soothsayer everybody saw it coming but i'm like we got to do things differently and we added a whole different aspect to the business that was not cash intensive and we were able to bring in money to do it and there's those are the moments you know so they fail because people will accept failure they people fail because they don't, you know, they, they won't go a couple rounds and, and take a couple punches. And that's what sets apart the guys that don't fail and don't fail. And a lot of luck. <laughs> I think with the, you frame, you guys kept on framing it where you're answering your own questions. You know, you're like, well, like there's two separate questions. Like there's two separate things. Failing and quitting are two different things. And fucking quitting is synonymous with failure. Failure is not synonymous with quitting or the inverse of that, maybe I should say, because that's it. That's the only way you do fail. Uh, I think, Steve, that you're a really prime example of that. I think that you've got enough businesses under your belt. You've got enough bodies in business underneath your belt, and you're a really successful guy. So it's like, well, why did you fail as a businessman, Steve? We're like, what? <laughs> like you look around your office, you look at your Tesla, like I totally didn't fail at all. No, I, I, all. but I have, I failed a few businesses. I've blown up some stuff. I mean, I've filled out that bankruptcy form or signed that bankruptcy form once. I mean, are, are you a failure? No, but there was definitely times where I Not felt like a failure for sure. Sure. Yeah. So why'd you keep on getting up? Because I never wanted to have a job. So I have <laughs> a lot of jobs. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing ever because I joke about this all the time. I mean, you know, in kind of the space I'm at, I feel like there's a plenty of opportunities where I could go get a middle six figure job in tech space and tech sales in some level of that. And I could work a maybe not even a nine to five, I could work, you know, 45, 50 hours a week, and it wouldn't be my headache. And yet, I don't want a boss. I don't want a boss. So I continue to show up every day. And grind it out. And some days are good. Some days are bad. And some days you, some days when you lock the front door, when you're walking out, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. See, I don't give it that whole, like, I don't want to boss shit. Like doesn't bother me at all because I mean, every month, like I get this letter in the mail and it's from the state of Florida and they're like, yeah, you owe us like thousands of dollars for sales tax. And I'm like, yep, you're my boss. Oh, come on. 
<laughs> fuck, fuck off, man. You sit at home most days. You don't have a boss and you get a paycheck that clears the bank every fucking time. I, I disagree. I think we do. We all have bosses. I always say every person that comes to my counter is my boss. It, to a certain extent, every 100%. fucking guy that I give a paycheck to is my boss. I mean, every it, I mean, the Coast Guard, the the all the city, they're all my bosses. So the, the difference FWC. is, I, yeah. I, I can, it's not without a boss. You guys are unpacking it differently. You guys are doing like, okay, Andy, why not then go get a job where you're making? I mean, you could certainly. You've got a ton of experience. You could probably earn a to be a Walmart greeter. To be a Walmart greeter. <laughs> it's not a bad gig. It's not a bad gig. The reason I don't is because I got to be able to tell somebody to go fuck themselves on a regular basis, and I wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, really, that's sure. the, you know, the, it's because just you're work. because you're the boss, right? Yes, right. you answer to your employers, you answer to your customers, and at the end of the day, that's what keeps you going. But you're buying freedom. How many days, like, you duck out every day, Andy, at what, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock? Yeah, yeah, 3 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, and you do that because you're the boss. Yeah, but my wife reminds me all the time that when, you know, when my phone rings at 9 o'clock at night because the alarm is going off and whoever was supposed to answer it yeah. didn't, or there was this problem or that problem. So it, it's not yeah. without huge commitments. But at the end of the day, I, right, it's a personality thing. The reason you go into business is because you want to be the guy that's the guy, you know? Exactly. You, it, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I know I could go wake I didn't. Really? I, I didn't. I, I had no, like... I've never, that has never bothered me a bit, dude. Like I've, I will always say that I can ride shotgun on somebody who's much fucking smarter than me. Look, dude, if Elon Musk was like, Hey, come ride with me and be my number two for the next fucking two oh, years. Sure. And I'm going to be yeah, your boss. Absolutely. I'd be like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Elon Musk is but, his own animal. No, but I, I, no, I totally agree. I'm, I'm way, I love it when people are, I said that to, earlier. I love it when people are smarter than me. I love it when people are doing a better job than me. And that's all fine. I'll let them go all they want. But at the end of the day, I want to be the one that gets to make the decisions. I want to say, yeah, go ahead, do it. But I don't want to, it's my decision. So sometimes like I think about the trade-off. Again, I don't sit around going, man, I just like to sell destiny and go get a fucking job. But I also, I don't think it's that uncommon for entrepreneurs and business owners to, to just be like, man, to envy the guy across the street who's getting his 40 hours or, or and Steve, you and I have even talked about this. There's like some guy that has a job that makes like $750,000 a year and he's got a job and you're just like, what? <laughs> you have a job? Like fucking don't. Don't quit that job. That's like a lot of money, man. You know, and you know, it's like, oh, and and he he answers to somebody, and he might have stress, but at the same point in time, he like fucking goes to bed and snuggles in and for a long winter's nap and pulls down his fucking his sleeping cap and goes to bed. He doesn't wake up at three o'clock in the morning going, "This kid's gonna fucking sue me," right? Because he cut his foot on my dog. Right, right. You know, like it's fucking, it's and and eventually you get past it. But after so many of them, you know there's more, right? You know there's more coming down the pipe. You're like, oh, what's it going to be fucking right, this week? Right. You know, like something fucking stupid. And and maybe you get to a, a certain point to where you are calcified to that. And you're just like, yeah, it's just another Wednesday. But I know a lot of guys who are like fucking shell shock. 
that they're like, yeah, they're calcified on the outside, but on the inside, they're fucking like, yeah, I sleep about seven and a half minutes a night. Right. You know, I'm used to it. I deal with it. But at the same point in time, my relationships are fucking blown up. My fucking, my personal health is fucking a nightmare. And, and so there's like, it's like the old saying, right? You got to pay the cost to be the boss. And like back to the, the thing I said about like relationships and investments and all that stuff. There's a lot of interpersonal stuff that happens here. Like nobody's like fucking going to rest peacefully at like the old age of like 98 years old with their top hat and their monocle and their silk fucking scarf and all of their money. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, like you were a good King. You lived a very long, healthy life. Like, no, most of us are fucking nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's because like, we're the fucking boss, right? Like, I mean, dude, like look at this fucking beard. I mean, I'm pretty sure Steve will tell you, like, when we first met, my beard was not this great. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. 18, two years ago or whatever, how long ever long we've been friends. Well, you are kind of old, so, though. What's you are that? kind of old. I look yeah, old. You kind of look old. I know I do. I know I do. Oh, man. I process stress, like, horribly. So I think the takeaway is, if you're not, a, 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 if you're somebody that's super stress adverse, somebody that can't handle stress, then you shouldn't be in business because that's part and partial of it. That's you've got to thrive on it. Like again, with my, my wife has said, you know, you, you're always stressed. I'm like, I don't think I could deal with not having any stress. I think that would be worse than having stress. Yeah. Can you imagine just like, just like waking up every day and just like, Oh, I'm going to probably go down well, to the yeah. beach. I mean, I water the garden today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I oh, can't that, do that. That sounds, sounds fucking miserable. It's funny, man. Like uh, when I used to fly every day and and as I sit here and I'm like looking out into them, looking, watching the trees outside of my window. And I watch like the way the trees move because every morning when I used to drive a parasail boat, I would take a shower and I would look out the window and I'd watch the palm trees move. And I'd be like, what's today going to be like? And I'd get out there, man. And when you feel like God grab a hold of your sail and give you like a nice 30, 35 mile an hour gust, or you have like lightning cracking above your head, man, there is a tightness that happens inside of your asshole <laughs> that like, yeah, that I, that if I don't have stool softener to this day, every shit <laughs> I take is a pain. I'm like, oh God. That muscle, my friends, is very, very tight. And I remember going into it. I remember going like fucking, man, nothing is as stressful as parasail, but Jesus, man. Like, what do you mean I look old? Dude? That's a, <laughs> I just, old shit to say, dude. I'm just fucking with you, bro. I'm, I'm now look at that beard. It's like a homeless guy beard. It's like Dan Aykroyd's beard when he was Santa Claus in Trading Places, and he had the roast beef in it. Remember that? <laughs> Every couple of weeks, I actually have to run a shaver through mine. I'm like, it's too much. I fucking hate it, but I get it. You've yeah, got, I don't. You've got to look. You got to maintain. If I had those, if I had those flowing locks, I would probably not shave my beard. I would just be a male model. Exactly. It's part of the brand, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm working the whole, I'm working the brand, bro. Oh, you know, dumb. so yeah. Well, well guys, it's we been go. a fun episode. I don't know if, I mean, I don't even know what we're going to title the topic of this podcast, but yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I think I, we're uh, trying to get a job. Don't do yeah, shit. get a fucking, go get a job. <laughs> that sounds better. Retire when you're 18 and retire at 40 and skip all this bullshit.
and get those benefits. I'm sure. calling America, dude. Like this fucking. You guys need better backgrounds, man. I'm killing the background. You know right now. It's gonna you be like that next time. I like that. I like that. That is truly America. I'm gonna, awesome. I'm gonna, yeah, man. That, uh, I got. I got some plans. My neighbor. Like this is just like a quick aside, but my 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 dog gets out. My German Shepherd gets out and fights with other dogs. The guy who made this, me and him were like warring for like a year, man. Like he fucking threatened to shoot my dog, and like we were fighting. And then, man, one time I was walking down the street and I stopped him and I said, "Look, man, like let's just put this shit to bed, man. I'm sorry about my dog. We shook hands, we made friends, and he fucking made me a nice American flag, wow. man. Very cool. cool, very cool. Yeah, that's nice. You're a good man." And then, and then speaking of which, oh, there was a stray dog yesterday that my wife tried to introduce to my dog, and then the stray dog bit the living shit out of her hand, and, uh, and she, like, blood everywhere. Yeah, what a day. Anyway. It's been real, guys. It's been fun. Right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Later. Thanks. Thanks.